at 10 o'clock? Tov, everyone. Uh, this uh, Parsha Shear is dedicated by Harriet Kaplan in memory of her brother, Zalman Leib and Shmuel Avram. Neshama should have an aliyah. And I thank her for the sponsorship. This week's Parsha, <coughs> which is uh, arguably the most dramatic Parsha in the Torah, So uh, there are a number of issues that the Meforshim raise uh, that uh, really are central to understanding the Parsha. One of the issues I want to discuss now is that of Yaakov Avinu. The Torah says that uh, when the brothers came back now, laden with all the gifts and the wealth uh, that Yosef had sent to his father, and with the tidings that Yosef was still alive, and not only alive, but that he's the ruler of Egypt, and that therefore his uh, dreams, which the brothers had mocked, now came to be real. So what was the reaction of Yaakov? Now, Yaakov Avinu for 22 years is in mourning. Torah Torah Yosef. Yosef has been destroyed. The brothers never said that to their father. The brothers only said, Hakerno. Take a look and recognize. Haksonez bin Chaim Lo. Is this his shirt? So they showed him a bloody shirt. And Yaakov uh, jumped to the conclusion that since the shirt was that of Yosef, and that it was covered in blood. And they had used uh, the blood of uh, goats or uh, other such animal that resembled human blood. So he did not send it to a laboratory to be tested. So Yaakov said, Torah of Torah of Yosef. Yaakov is the one that pronounced it. But the brothers never said it because the brothers knew that was not the situation. So for 22 years, Yaakov lives in a state of mourning. 
of weeping. He uh, no longer has the Ruach HaKodesh, the divine spirit that rests upon him, because that requires simcha. That requires a joy of life. People who are depressed cannot have Ruach HaKodesh. They cannot have God's spirit upon them which itself is an enormous lesson. God appears in optimism and not in pessimism. He appears in the future and not in the past. He appears with good tidings. So a person has to be able to look at life like that as well. And it's hard, very difficult, because things happen in life that are not so pleasant. At the least, they are frustrating. At the worst, they are tragic. So for 22 years, so to speak, he's not Yaakov Avinu. He's Mr. Jacobs. He's without Ruach HaKodesh. Because of his grief over Yosef. Now, the Mephorshim explain, and this is a psychological insight. I once had a discussion with Dr. Tversky, Zerona Lavrocha, about the psychology and psychiatry of the Torah. And uh, anyone who is a student of the Talmud will come to realize that uh, Chazal were great psychologists. They understood human nature. <coughs> and they, how to deal with human nature. So one of the points that was made is that people who grieve eventually find comfort in grieving. That becomes their natural habitat, so to speak. And if you take them out of that, then then they become uncomfortable. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan, the great uh, Amora, the editor of the Yerushalmi, the Rosh Yeshiva in Tveria, the Talmud of Rabbeinu HaKodesh, had a very tragic life. And the Gemara says that uh, his children passed away during his lifetime. Apparently it was a genetic disease. Who knows what? The more doesn't doesn't expound on it. But he more says that he had a little bone from the little finger of his youngest child that passed away. 
and that he wrapped that bone and he had it with him in his pocket all of his life, for the remainder of his life. And he would use it to try and comfort others uh, that suffered tragedies. But uh, that is unrecognizable as holding on to one's grief. Because to a certain extent, one's grief is itself comforting. So that was the state of Yaakov Avinu. 22 years he's holding on to this. Chazal say, in the Torah it says, His children, descendants, came forth to try and bring him comfort. And he refused it. He doesn't want to be comforted. And then when Shimon disappears on him, and then they want to take Binyamin, so he repeats it again, Yosef Einenu, Shimon Einenu, Vez Binyamin Tikoch, So he is the embodiment of bereavement. Refusing to be comforted. Rashi there quotes the famous Gemara as Xera Shamais Nishtakach bin Alev that the people who died uh, eventually are forgotten. But since Yosef didn't die, so then the, the wound was always fresh. It never healed. The Xera, so to speak, that uh, that the mace is forgotten, never kicked in because he wasn't mace. Now, Yosef reveals himself to his brothers. Ani Yosef. They're shocked. Because their whole world comes crumbling down in an instant. And uh, Yosef, uh, in his attempt to reconcile himself to his brothers speaks to them, comforts them, gives them gifts, weeps with them. But he tells them, Maharu Valu Elovi. Now hurry up, pack up, and take the next plane back to Israel. Go back and bring him here. And I'll take care of all of you. So now what happens? 
the brothers are confronted by an enormous problem. After 22 years, what are they going to tell their father? There's a discussion in the Mephorshim whether or not they ever told Yaakov Avinu the story. And whether Yaakov Avinu ever really knew the whole story. Or whether he preferred not to know it. You know, sometimes the greatest comfort is not to know something. You know, I... uh, I remember that when I was a rabbi in uh, Miami Beach way, way back in the 1960s. So there was a newspaper in Miami called the Miami Herald. Then it was not much of a newspaper. I don't know if uh, today newspapers are not much of anything anyway. But, uh, you know... uh, the main news was that an alligator got loose on the Florida Turnpike and that uh, it's going to have a hurricane, but, you know, major events uh, and the, the sports, uh, that was the news. Then uh, the Lord uh, took me from Miami and moved me to the New York area. So in the 1970s, a Jew that came to New York, the first thing he did was subscribe to the New York Times. Well, so now I had the New York Times. <coughs> like uh, The Sunday New York Times had enough paper there to float a ship. And I discovered that there was a a locust plague in Botswana and that there was hunger in uh, Vietnam and that there was a border incident in uh, China. Things that I never knew about when I was in Miami. And before others did so, I canceled my subscription to the New York Times. Because it was not good for my mental health. I didn't have to know all the tsars that exist in the world. Because the newspapers rarely, if ever, have any good news. Good news is not news. So Yaakov Avina didn't want to know. That's one opinion. The other opinion is that he did know. He'll say, Yodati. Bani gam Yodati. I know, I know. I know the whole story. But he never reacted to the story, though in the blessings and statements to his children before his death, there are uh, verses that allude to the story. Yehuda miteres b'ni alisa. You've risen above the destruction of my son. She's talking about Yosef. So in any event, the brothers are faced with this tremendous dilemma. What did they tell their father? More than that, 
how do they tell their father? They're going to walk in the door and say, okay, let's pack up. We have reservations. We're going. You'll say, Ma'itchem, what, is, what are you talking about here? And the brothers are hesitant, if not even unwilling, to tell their father the story. So what do they do? How do you tell Yaakov Avinu? So here, at the Torah, it doesn't give us the details. The Parsha itself doesn't reveal the story of their behavior. But there are many Midrashim that give us possible scenarios. Now, they are also afraid, and that is what happens, is that their father could die of shock. He's not a young man. He's burdened by everything that occurred to him in his lifetime. They'll come and tell him, Yosef's alive, but he'll, he'll drop. They'll kill him. And the Torah itself alludes to that. Because when they said, Oh, Yosef Chai, so the Torah says two things there. Loham in Lahem. He didn't believe them. Vayofog Libo. And he had a minor heart attack from the shock. So the Mephorshim say, Ki lo hemin lahem. He didn't believe them. He didn't believe them the whole time. He was always in doubt as to what they were telling him. He didn't trust his children. And the fact that his, his heart couldn't take the shot. So how did they tell him? What's the story? So the Torah says, Vayaris or Agolos. Yosef sent the wagons the official vehicles of Egypt, the insignia on the door, the flags flying. So he saw that. So then Yaakov's spirit was restored. He now... He felt that Yosef was alive because otherwise how could they have all of these official vehicles parked in front of his tent? Rashi there says, Vayara saw Agolos, the famous Gemara and Sota, 
that uh, Yosef sent a message to his father that on the day that I left, this is the uh, subject of the Torah that we were studying together, Egla Rufo. So tell, uh, if, you, if you want to make him certain that he'll believe you that Yosef is alive, tell him that this is where we were learning. Chazal say that uh, if someone uh, leaves someone else and wants to be remembered, he should not leave him except mitoch dvar alocha, to say a piece of Torah. Shemitoch kach zochreyu. Then he'll be remembered. Because Torah is eternal. So therefore, if you say a piece of Torah, so he'll remember when he comes across that uh, subject in Torah, he'll remember, oh, my friend, so-and-so. So Yosef sent uh, this message to his father. We were studying this uh, subject of Egla Rufa, and uh, that was the subject that we were learning when I left 22 years ago. And Yaakov remembered. So now he believed that Yosef, he believed that Yosef was alive. He still didn't believe the brothers. The Mephoshim say, Kilohemin Lohem is like a, uh, it's not that he did not then believe them. He never believed them. In the past and not in the future either. He distrusted them now because he saw what they perpetrated. Somebody puts a scam on you and you discover it and he apologizes. We start, but you're, you're, ne- you're never going to make him a partner in your business again. Well, the, the trust was gone. Now, but Yosef sent him a message, so he, he, he accepted it. Now, there's a grand idea that Avram Forsham say here. We will have later in the Chumash, in Chumash Bamidbar, the count of the Jewish people at the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. So there's a double count. There's a count at the beginning of the 40 years and a count at the end of the 40 years. And the Torah describes for us who the heads of the tribes were in each tribe individually, how they numbered, how many were the population. There are two remarkable verses in that count that seemingly don't belong. One, the Torah says, Ubnei Korach lo mesu. In the incident when Korach and his entire group were swallowed up in the ground and there was a plague amongst the Jewish people, 
and thousands of people died because of Korach. The children of Korach Lomesu, they didn't die. And uh, we find that the Bnei Korach are listed as one of the ten authors that appear in the book of Tehillim. And according to our Minig of Ashkenaz, uh, the, uh, ver- the, the chapter in Tehillim that we recite before the blowing of the shofar is Lamatzeach Libnei Korach Mizmor. So, uh, the Torah tells us here that even Korach, who uh, caused so much trouble for the in, in the in the enemy of Moshe, and who Moshe had to pray that the earth should open up and swallow him, but Bnei Korach Lomesu. Can't give up. He can't say because Korach was no good that uh, he will not have good descendants. You never know. You don't know who comes from whom. The Gemara will say that the descendants of, Nucha, of Nebuchadnezzar, and there's another uh, Gemara that says the descendants of Homan, all eventually, some of them converted and they were Torah scholars. A long time ago, I met uh, here in Israel a man who told me he was a convert. He was a German. He looked as Aryan as could be. And he had uh, little boys with him. Two little boys with him. Blonde, blue-eyed, perfect, genetic what Hitler was looking for. And they, you know, and they're walking around with their tits out and the yarmulke on the head. And he said to, you know, somehow he told me his story. This is an actual story. I'm not making any, any of this up. So he said his father was an SS man and uh, was in the camps. And when uh, this man uh, reached his 20s or 30s, and he realized the full extent of what the Germans had done, and what his father had done, so he left Germany, and he came to Israel, and he studied, and eventually he converted and became an Orthodox Jew. He married, and he has these two boys. He said uh, a year or two earlier, he received, and he didn't have anything back to do with his family in Germany. He had no contact with them. But uh, a year or two earlier, he received a letter from his mother that his father was dying and that his father wanted to see him and he wanted to see his grandchildren. 
So he didn't know what to do. He went and he asked the great rabbi. And the rabbi told him he should go. Take the grandchildren and go. He went. And he told me his father was already on his deathbed and they were ill and everything. His father told him as follows. He said, when I was in the camps and we were rounding up Jewish children, there were two little children that were hiding under a truck. And I saw them. And I decided that I wouldn't do anything about it. I pretended like I didn't see them. And he said, uh, you know, I firmly believe, this is the SS man talking, I firmly believe that if there would be three, that if there would have been three children under the truck, you would have three sons. Now you have two. So the Torah makes note of that. B'nai Korach lo meisu. Never can tell in life. But referring back to our story of Yaakov Avinu, there's another posik there. V'shem bas osher sorach. The name of the daughter of Osher, who was one of the sons of Yaakov, she's a granddaughter of Yaakov, her name was Sorach. In the middle of the count, we got 600,000 people, no other names, nobody is mentioned. And all of a sudden the Torah tells us the name of the daughter of Osher was Sorach. We find in the Talmud that Sorach was a miraculous woman. There are wild midrashim that she lived until the time of David Amalekh. She lived as long as Mr. Shalach. The story of the wise woman that saved the cities, that the Medrash says that was Sorach Basosher. So what was her schus? When the Gemara asks, uh, how come you're so old? The Gemara never answers, you know, uh, I had a good doctor. Or I was on a very healthy diet. Or I exercised every day, all of which is important. But that's not the answer the Gemara is looking for. What's the schutz? What's the good deed that tipped the scale in your favor? So the Medrash says about Sorach Basosha that when Yaakov Avinu grieved the whole 22 years, Sorach Basosha she came every day to her grandfather and she sang to him to try and cheer him up. 
when the brothers found out that Yosef is alive, there's a medrash, but you know, you have to picture it. So they sent Naftali, who was the speediest of them, to get a hold of Sorach Basosher. And to tell her, listen, when you go to the Zaydeh, sing to him that Yosef is alive. So before the brothers came, for a few days, she would sing to him, Ode Yosef Chai, Ode Yosef Chai. So it entered his mind. So when the brothers came, he had room to believe them because Sarah Basosher had opened the door. And the schus that she comforted her father, her, her grandfather, and that she was the one that made the news bearable to him. So Chazal saw her as a figure that lasted for centuries and the Torah saw her and mentioned her Hashem Basosher Sorach so there are many lessons in the story lessons of life and uh, the Torah does not go into detail as I mentioned but it's all there. And if we pursue it and study the Midrashim and the commentators, and we uncover the story, we see so many layers of human behavior, and there are so many lessons that therefore we can glean from it ourselves. And therefore, when they said, O Yosef Chai, not that Yosef is alive then, Yosef is always alive. Because the story is uh, the story of the Jewish people and its survival. So have a great Shabbat, everyone. Thank you for coming. We'll see you next week in Mirz